What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's episode of the Seven Figures Club podcast. Today, guys, we have a couple guests that uh, that I, I know really well. And if you've seen anything over the past year, you've noticed that the stock of Amazon has kind of gone straight up. You've noticed and with all the changes and craziness, the pandemic, etc., that online businesses, the e-commerce has dominated. Today, we've got Stephen and Chelsea Diaz, who are the owners of Rainmakers Academy, and they've done amazing things in e-commerce. And then they decided, well, yeah, it's been great to have this awesome business ourselves, but what if we could teach others how to do that as well? And they have literally helped over 3,000 stay-at-home parents to build online passive income businesses in the past year across multiple industries across the globe. Uh, collectively, they've helped stay-at-home moms in the Rainmaker Group generate millions of dollars in sales through Amazon businesses since the launch of Rainmakers Academy. And most importantly, they love having the financial freedom to stay at home, run their business in their pajamas, and raise their family with a heart of generosity. We love the opportunity to help others. Is on their uh, bio. And guys, we're excited to have Stephen and Chelsea. Welcome to the podcast. There are over 32 million businesses in the U.S. and over 90% of them will never break seven figures in annual sales. So how do we as entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs break into that seven figures club? This podcast will relentlessly share the secrets, strategies, and tactics I've used to create three multi seven figures businesses and bring in even more successful entrepreneurs than me to share their inspirational stories and tactics to success. You can create your dream business in life right now. So buckle up and let's go. Thank you so much, Leo, for having us. We're so uh, excited to be here and to share a little bit about our journey and and hope that your listeners um, kind of grab those nuggets that we have to share and, and just run with it. Amen. Well said, Chelsea. Well, let, let's talk about this journey that you guys have had. Now, was this so was uh, was your your Amazon and your e-commerce business? Was that uh, the first business that you guys had started, and and did you start it uh, together as a couple, or what was your guys as a history? Uh, you know, before getting into this. Yeah, I love that. Um, I can take it away a little bit here, but Stephen and I. Um, the, uh, Amazon and our e-commerce business was not the first entrepreneur venture we did together. Um, during my last year of college, Stephen had just graduated. We actually started a wedding business together. We have been in the wedding industry as photographers and videographers for the last nine years. Um, Stephen studied that in school. And so for us, right after gra or we were about to graduate, and we had just been encouraged by friends, you guys should start this business. And so really jumped into it uh, just kind of head first. And um, I never thought I would be an entrepreneur. Steven kind of had that drive and everything. Um, but it was really through our wedding business um, that thankfully was had always been really successful. We just learned that looking forward and wanting to start a family and um, and travel and, and have a little bit more flexibility, we just began to look into alternative sources of income um, for us and, and looking forward. And that's kind of how Steven stumbled upon Amazon. And then uh, shortly after Rainmakers Academy was birthed. Wow, amazing. So wasn't your first business, your first business was a wedding business, kind of doing the videography and, and all of the important stuff there. Probably uh, 
at times, I know probably a high stress business because uh, a lot of people get stressed out on their wedding days sometimes, but a very hands-on service-based business. What's the difference been like going from kind of that hands-on service where you've got to you know, be doing everything to a more of a product-based business? And what are some of the, the benefits of kind of moving that direction, would you say? Yeah, so this is definitely a dream of ours because, you know, with weddings, it's it's not super scalable, right? Like, mm-hmm. you could, it's one-to-one, you're serving, you know, uh, have a high-level experience for these one-on-one clients, but you can only shoot one wedding a, a day, you know? Uh, we, did have a, we did have a year where we did, I think it was 43 weddings. So we wow. had double headers, we were doing Saturday, Sundays, I think we had like eight weddings in May. And that was probably our year where we came close to burnout on uh just part of that business because we were doing a lot of it ourselves at that point we were doing all the editing and so that's when we went down this whole journey of outsourcing but then beyond that like how could we actually kind of uh create income for our family without trading as many dollars for hours so to say mm-hmm. you know i think every job requires some sort of trading dollars for hours but is this passive income thing real like we've heard people talking about it so we we really after that went down a journey of experimentation honestly like I, i'm kind of the mad scientist in the relationship <laughs> like i'm always tweaking and trying and and tinkering with things online so we got into airbnb renting out rooms on airbnb we got into investing we got into uh, we actually bought a photo booth that was kind of the biggest financial risk we had taken at a time in our early marriage and and business and so we saw like a little bit of results from those uh those ventures but it really wasn't until we got into e-commerce that everything shifted because we started seeing income come in without the work aspect of things that was life-changing. It was like the first, I think, winter we were doing Amazon. Um, you know, wedding business is very seasonal, right? Summers are high, winters are low. So we had our first winter where we had launched products on Amazon and just being able to check our phone and be like, wow, we made X amount this day. And like, we didn't do anything. Like we did all this work to set it up. But seeing that roll in, that's when we really became Amazon evangelists. Like we were mm-hmm. like, yeah. everyone needs to do this thing. I started telling all my friends. I actually got my mom into Amazon and trained her how to launch a product. And so it really just kind of was natural just out of our excitement of how the income was changing our lives and how we didn't have to take on as many jobs. We could take on less weddings that next year. It was really out of that that we started teaching and training more people how to do this. Yeah, and I would say from the beginning, even starting our wedding business, that felt, I mean, business is always like a little bit of a leap of faith, even if you've done it time and time again. And so for me, from the very beginning, it felt like a really big risk to um, join Steven in our business. And I was like, it's great that we have like this amount of X amount of weddings booked for the summer, but we'll see how it goes. Maybe I'll need to go back to school. Maybe I'll need to do all these things. And so for me, that light bulb moment coming from a little bit more skepticism, I would say now I've grown in that area a lot and I can say like, no, this is a good opportunity. Let's go for it. Um, but for me, we would be at weddings. So already being paid to be at a wedding and we'd be eating our vendor meal off in the corner um, and we would be checking our phone, our Amazon app and seeing like $100 a day coming in, $500 a day, $1,000 a day. And for me, that was, I could literally feel the weight off on my shoulders just like come off as far as like we have unlocked something that so many people 
need to know about and experience because we loved what we were doing. It was great income, but like Stephen said that, you know, really high summers and low winters. And I think there's a lot of people in that position um, that are service-based or maybe like a stay-at-home mom or something like that, that wants to contribute and do things. And so, yeah, it really was this light bulb moment of, wow, this, this actually works. So when you start a business, there are always risks. You guys are talking about weighing those risks. And we have a lot of people out there trying to decide, you know, listening to this podcast, well, what's the right business for me? And what should I be looking at? And what are, how do I weigh these risks? And and as you look at the risks maybe associated with uh, your first business and videography with weddings versus the risks that come with starting an e-commerce business, like how would you assess those? And and what is it maybe about e-commerce that makes it lower risk in some ways? than some other businesses? Yeah, I think that's a very interesting question. And we have definitely uh, built risk through, you know, leaning into faith over the years, right? Like, like I talked about that photo booth, that was our first, it was a $10,000 investment. So at oh, the time in our <laughs> wedding business, we were like, Oh man, this is intense. But Steven I think- convinced me like the whole year, he just kept <laughs> coming back it. to the photo booth. And I think the owner was doing some kind of like sale or something. So he was like, we're going to get it at this price. But it was literally after a year of him talking to me about that. I was like, okay, we can pull the trigger. This is like, you know, how at the time it was like one and a half weddings or something like that, that would pay it off. So like this, yeah. these weddings go towards that. Yeah, this is, this it was. is doable. We can- yeah. Yeah. But I had to like, I had to make a spreadsheet. I'm yeah. like, if we book, let's say, we book half our weddings like add the photo booth on you know and i had to like really like run the numbers and like build that faith you know mm-hmm. and every business takes this step of faith where you're putting something out there in the world and sometimes e-commerce can feel a little bit scarier because typically you're buying inventory you're like you know you have to invest in inventory but we really learned this over the years and it really is like small steps in the right direction so the photo booth was one of those things where it was a stretch and then we saw the return on that investment. We made money off it for a few years and then we actually ended up selling the business for around the price we bought the photo booth for. So we made profit and sold the business and we just worked our way up in the risk levels like over the years and the same, it was the same thing with Amazon. Like we started, my first product was, uh, was a very simple wooden toy. It cost about a dollar per unit and i bought 500 units so it was only like about a 500 dollars investment a little bit on shipping and uh it was maybe maybe a struck of luck maybe uh luck maybe it was a miracle but it was kind of in that fidget seat uh fidget spinner season um i don't know oh, if you okay. remember the fidget yeah. spinners oh yeah i've got uh, five kids they all yeah. needed one <laughs> yes right so that was a crazy like boom on amazon but because those fidget spinners took off all these other kind of like fidget toy things came, uh, were, were popping on Amazon. And so we listed this little wooden toy on Amazon just like out of a whim. I was like, I gotta figure this thing out and try this out. And all of a sudden this toy started selling $600 a day in this little wow. wooden toy that I bought for $1 and we were selling for $15 on Amazon. And that's when I really was like, there is something here. And at the time I wasn't really doing Amazon probably the correct way like is like what we would teach now because we teach don't go after trends like if you look at the fidget spinner trend it goes way up and then just totally crashes (laughs) you know and so we really came in at a miraculous time to catch that wave but then we learned from future products after that okay how do we actually launch long-term products that are educated risks based on data that are going to sell for years to come and what a return uh, spending a dollar on a unit and then being able to turn around and sell it for 15 like that's 
that's just uh, amazing. And those are the opportunities that are online in e-commerce and, and different uh, products out there. But you guys talked a little bit about uh, your background. You, you know, it sounds like you both uh, were in school for a time and it's spent a lot of time in studying. You know, what are your thoughts? Uh, what in your background or, or schooling maybe, you know, led you guys to into entrepreneurship? Or, or what was it as you looked at, you know, different opportunities of working for other people versus starting your own business? What, what was it that made you, gave you the courage to do that? Or, or was it the, maybe the way you were raised or how, how would you attribute that? Yeah, our stories are very different in that regard. So I feel like Stephen, you should go first and kind of share yours. I think Stephen from the beginning, like you can look back on his childhood and he'll probably touch on that, was wired for entrepreneurship and being his own boss. And for me, um, it took it took time and I can like dive into that as well, but I love hearing even yeah, I mean, I was always <laughs> a little entrepreneur as a kid. You know, I was always wired that way. Uh, even, even what we preach today of outsourcing, buying back your time. I was doing that from an early age. I would pay my sister to like do my chores, <laughs> and like I would hustle, mow lawns, and save up, and you know, buy the things like whatever I wanted that month or whatever. So I was always like uh, a young hustler in that aspect, but. Um, it's really cool how I feel like there's no waste in your past. And so like, even if you have a little spark of entrepreneurship in you, um, it's often a lot of times your past that will be used to kind of like converge to uh, build something in your future. And that's really what happened for me in college. Um, there was actually just one random day. We were in the cafeteria at this college. I was there with a friend and someone started walking through the cafeteria saying, hey, did you hear they're giving away iPads in the next room? You know, it was like early day iPads. And so we were like, oh, sweet. We love free stuff. So, of course, uh, and I think there was free food, too. So even though we were in the cafeteria, we were like, OK, free food, iPads, let's go. So me and my friend Jeff went over to that room. And uh, at the time, it was very early days of e-commerce. This was like before Shopify, before drag and drop wedding uh, website builders. Um, there was this guy there. I, I kind of just call him like an eccentric millionaire who had <laughs> developed his own e-commerce software. And he really just wanted like case studies. He wanted people to use it. And so he's like, here's the deal. I'm putting on this contest for anyone who wants to do this thing. All you got to do is build an e-commerce website. And he had to like explain what e-commerce was to us <laughs> at the time. Like it means like selling products online, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Build it on my platform, uh, this this software, I guess you could call it. And uh, the winner will win $7,500. Second place will win $5,000. And it went down from there. And so at the time, I went to a pretty small private college. So there was like probably 100 people in this room. Me and my friend looked at each other. We're like, we could win this contest. No one's going to do this, you know? So we really just put our heads down and learned this software. It was like coding and like painful and i thought steven was crazy yeah. i was like you're spending all your time you're not getting paid you're not promised anything like what are you doing i just couldn't wrap my hand my head around it yeah i was neglecting all my classes my homework for at <laughs> yeah. least one to two months building this website and we actually created a completely fake product like just to like because they didn't say the product had to be real it was just like use our website to show an example of how it could work so we made up this whole fake product and uh, built this website learned a ton about internet marketing, SEO, how to drive traffic. And it's crazy. I just like really lit up during that season seeing like the potential of this thing. And it's it's wild to look back on that and see those same skills that we developed during that kind of one to two months of focus helped our wedding business because mm -hmm. it helped our wedding business rank on Google because of the SEO and the marketing stuff we use. And then now it helps us on Amazon to rank products 
on the first page. But the best part about that story was, um, you know, we worked for super hard. Everyone thought we were crazy. Uh, but we ended up getting second place in this contest. I think the first place went to a real product. Like they're actually selling something for real. Um, and, but we got second place. We won $5,000. And because of that, my, my business partner in this, uh, he was able to stay in college. He was like completely broke. He couldn't make the next payment. He was actually able to stay there at, um, uh, at the college. And uh, like, I think it was like the next semester, the next year he met his wife, which was so cool. And then right after the contest, like, or the, the award ceremony, um, this lady approached us and she gave us a job. She like hired us on the spot to, uh, to run her e-commerce business. And that led to just learning more about e-commerce and actually led to, she was a jeweler, led to me getting a ring for Chelsea uh, <laughs> for my proposal. So, And looking um, back on it now, even though I thought Stephen was crazy and I didn't understand, that was, I think, one of the first faith builders for me to see, wow, this does actually work, like running a business online. And I did see the skills that Stephen had learned for our wedding business and especially like my ring. That's, you know, it's like, oh, like this, this led to that. And I really like my ring. So thank you, you know? <laughs> Yeah. We love working together. Um, we've learned, I, I think in the beginning of marriage and when we were running our business, we used to focus so much on our differences. Like Stephen is so different from me and I'm so different than him. And we've really learned to be like, we have different strengths. And when I pull on Stephen's strength, I'm a better business owner. When he pulls on my strengths, he's a better business owner. And we've really learned that we need each other and that when we do things together, things um, grow better and faster. And a great example of that is um, Rainmakers was just Stephen's like side hobby that he did. And he was coaching people and there was success, um, but it was more of just like he'd do it off out um, like after hours. And yeah, we were like running the wedding business and I'd be like goofing off at night doing the Amazon thing by myself and I didn't full again you know like supporting him but like from a side and then it wasn't until um I really stepped in and was a part of Rainmakers and was a part of like some of the teaching and mindset and just being the encourager is when I feel like Rainmakers like took off and so we've just learned that when we do things uh we're better as a team together um and we've like we've been in business together, whether it's our Amazon business or our wedding business. You know, we've been doing it. We've been married. March will be eight years, and we started our first business nine years. So we've just learned over time, um, and we've built trust as far as like what we need to do and what we don't need to do. And um, sometimes there is a little, you know, healthy tension as far as. Uh, you know, I'm feeling this way and he's seeing this thing, but we've able to come back and um, just help one another and spur each other on in our business. And I don't, I'm trying to think of like specific keys that have been helpful as far as um, like specific things in place to build trust. Like if there are any specific Yeah, I mean, ones. it's kind of one of those things too. It's those small wins. I mean, I think this is definitely a conversation that, you know, if you are in business, uh, and married, like even if you're not working together, it's definitely a conversation to have because it's all about building trust, but also like believing for the best in the other person. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes there may have been like, let's say you've tried an entrepreneurial venture that has on paper, so to say, failed, right? And I think that's the story of a lot of people. Um, you know, like we work with a lot of stay-at-home moms. Let's give that example. And maybe they tried some network marketing company in the past that kind of flopped. But now they're coming to their maybe their spouse, their husband, and saying, 
oh my gosh, I found these Rainmaker like family people. I want to launch this Amazon business. They're all excited. But then the husband's like, well, but you remember this past thing, right? That failed. Like, <laughs> isn't this just another one of those things? And so um, it's really important, I think, in, in a conversation, I guess for the entrepreneur who has a spouse that's not an entrepreneur, it's really important to um, ask for support instead of permission. Now, I know that's a little crazy to say, but, um, you know, when your, your spouse, they love you, right? They love you and they want the best for you and they want to protect you. And so oftentimes if there's something that you want to do with a business or like, hey, I want to, I want to work with seven figures and like fund this business. I got this dream. But then you come to your spouse who maybe isn't an entrepreneur with uncertainty. What they're going to do is reflect that uncertainty back to you because they're trying to protect you. If you come with uncertainty and like, you know, I'm not sure, maybe take a look at this. It's really not fair to that person who's not an entrepreneur for you to ask them for entrepreneurial advice. You know, so um, what we say instead is, hey, go to them with certainty, go to them with confidence and say, instead of asking for permission, like, I have researched this, here's the numbers, this is my plan, lay it out for them and say, like, I need your support on this. And so we have really done that in our relationship, but it also has come, like I said, from small wins, small trust uh, steps of faith. And now it's to the point, like, you know, where I, I'll see a high-level mastermind, that's a big investment, and I, I call Chelsea, confirm it, and then she's like, I believe in you, let's go for it. Or like even the house we're in, that was kind of Chelsea's thing. She saw the house, she's like, that's our dream house, and it was like the same day we made an offer. So we've gotten up to this place where, you know, um, we have this almost supernatural faith in each other to say like, I trust you, I trust the decisions you make, and I trust that it's gonna be good, and even if it isn't, like we're gonna work through it together, and um, continue to just encourage each other that um, it's okay to take risks. It's okay to uh, to take steps of faith as long as we're holding hands throughout the process. Okay, uh, awesome stuff here. And so, so you had this success, and then you, you're running rainmakers on the side, or you're running your Amazon on the business on the side. And then, at what point? Do you kind of cut the cord from the previous business, your wedding videographer business, and go, you know, completely into Amazon? How was that decision made? And, and when did you know that you were ready to do that? Yeah, um, it's actually came, I kind of call this the spaghetti years. Um, you know, a lot of people throw spaghetti against the wall to see what see sticks. It's kind of that phrase, <laughs> right? Which I guess is something they would actually do to see if the spaghetti was done. Uh, they would throw spaghetti against the wall, and when it's done, it sticks against the wall. So we were kind of in these spaghetti years, like I talked about, this experimentation, which I think was really good because we did learn a lot of skills. We were trying Airbnb. We were trying all these different passive income type things. Um, and uh, started doing Amazon, started training on Amazon, but still we're kind of, I would say, double-minded, like doing a lot of different stuff. Um, and we, I ended up reading this book, it's called, uh, poverty, riches, and wealth. And, uh, in the book, he gives this example of a vine, right? A vine, um, when it's overextended, it will just grow sticks. It doesn't grow fruit. Like it'll just keep growing, like it'll grow fruit, but then just, if it overextends, it'll just grow sticks. And so he was talking about how you sometimes need to trim back to the fruit so that you can see like more fruit, right? And so that's why they prune vines 
and they trim the vine so that they can grow more fruit. And so when we were reading that, it really hit us that we were kind of just growing sticks in that season. We were overextending ourselves, we're giving up more of our time and not actually bringing in more income for our family. So we actually went through what we call a trimming season where we really just cut out a lot of stuff. We didn't cut out the wedding business, we're still doing the wedding business, but really Chelsea took that completely over. And then I, we basically sold the photo booth. I was selling the, these wooden toys, the separate brand, we kind of cut that out. So we cut out like a ton of different stuff so that I could just fully focus on Rainmakers. Um, and it was also in that season, I actually had a dream and I feel like I get a lot of insights through dreams just randomly. And so I had this dream about um, a pot of boiling noodles. This was such a random dream. But um, it was like the spaghetti season, right? Like I had this pot of boiling noodles in this dream. And um, I, I feel like I heard a voice that said, if you just boil one noodle, it'll go a lot faster. Like I was, I was trying to throw all the noodles in the water and just waiting around for something to boil. But I had these big dreams. I had this big vision of like, we want to help families step into this financial freedom and we want to impact thousands of people with this, you know? And so... That was really even more so that wake up call to go, just focus. You know, I heard someone say, focus, follow one course until it's successful. And so many entrepreneurs have this kind of squirrel syndrome, shiny object syndrome where they're, oh, that looks cool. And then they do it for a few months and then, oh, that looks cool. And because they're juggling so many balls, they just don't really see the impact that they're dreaming about. So I just hyper-focused and Chelsea like totally took over the wedding business so I could do that. And then we integrated her into Rainmakers too, because our audience really is stay-at-home moms. And she was such an integral part of that branding, right? Um, and we were stepping into having a family ourselves. We just had our son. And it was just like this convergence of focus and then also uh, kind of dialing in who this product was for, who this service was for specifically, that really gave it the acceleration to um, really reach a high number of people. And that's what's so brilliant about what you guys have done. And, and this is this is a big seven-figure secret for everybody listening to this podcast right now. Before you even get started or as you do, like the first question you have to ask is, who is your dream client? Who is it you want to serve? And how did that process work out? Because you guys have a very specific focus of who you serve and you know that and you do an amazing job serving them. How did you come to that uh, conclusion that that was who you wanted to serve? And then what was the process like of making sure that your marketing and your product, you know, sp created solutions for the problems that your perfect client has? Yeah. So in the beginning um, with Rainmakers, we, Stephen was just kind of like marketing it to who wants to make passive income, you know, and of course, everybody wants to make passive income. And we had a lot of connections with wedding videographers. So we had thought like, maybe it's the wedding industry. And we still do have a lot of that. But um, we just started looking, we had had rainmakers, I don't know, going for like a year and a half mm -hmm. or something like that. And we just really looked at who is have who are our like success stories who are the ones that are really taking what we're teaching and applying it and and having these breakthroughs and we were just really seeing that a lot of it was stay-at-home moms or um young families that wanted to be staying staying at home with their kids and it definitely felt a little funny um getting there because at the time like although we wanted to like I wouldn't, I would say I'm an entrepreneur, but I wanted to be like home with Kaizen, I guess. And so it felt funny that like we didn't even have kids at the time. Like we knew, oh, in the next couple of years, like we'll start a family. But 
so it felt weird to be like going after that initially. Um, but we really had a conversation with our men- mentor, Pedro, and he really helped us just like, again, like narrow it down. Like, who are you really serving? And who do you, who have you seen success? And it was that like stay at home mom. Yeah. Like I, like you said, Leo, this is like, and you've seen it probably time and time again, working in the businesses you work with. And I, I've, I do coaching in a bunch of masterminds and like, this is the number one thing I feel like we help people have breakthrough with is like that. Who are you called to serve? Like I love, uh, Russell Brunson, you know, he, he sent out a thing recently that was like, don't ask kids like what they want to be when they grow up, ask them, who do you want to serve? And it was such a powerful concept because like a lot of people will say, oh, this is for everyone or this is for, you know, women. And it's just so broad, you know, and when your product is for everyone, it's for no one. And if you, when yep. you can hyper focus it down, like just think about this, you guys, if you take what you're doing and you make it so specific for a very specific type of person, you become the best in the world for that person. Like if you can, uh, you know, Pedro, I, we mentioned before, Pedro Deo is one of our business mentors. And he says, you can carve a niche so tight you're the only one that fits in it not only does it just like you just rise up as the number one person trainer or whatever service for that specific person but also it it opens up um connections because you're no longer competing with other people you know there's a lot of people in the amazon space um and uh but there's not a lot of people serving this stay-at-home mom market so when we kind of looked at the results look at who was having success with our program looked at you know kind of um where we were seeing uh just favorable results uh, we leaned into that and we rebranded we framed all the language through okay how can we help a stay-at-home mom launch a business during nap time that's like the one focus and it was the same content it was just reframed with different language specifically for that who and that's really what took it to the next level and allowed us to reach more people you know some of the challenges that a lot of people have before they decide on the business to start is kind of deciding who to work with and and having the courage to make that investment in yourself. And you've talked about, you know, mentoring yourself. And I know when you're talking about mentoring and working with guys like Pedro and Russell and and you and I've been there, like you have to be willing to invest a decent amount of money to kind of get that training, that mentorship. And, and so how important do you believe going out and getting that mentoring through different online products and services uh, is if you really want to succeed? Oh man, so important. And that, I mean, we learned that in our wedding business. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, went to a conference, like it was probably three years into our wedding business. Yeah. We went to our first wedding like conference, like wedding photographer conference. And literally we sat in the audience like, why didn't we do this sooner? Like these people mm-hmm. on stage have been, they have 10 years of experience and we're learning it in 10 minutes. Like there was literally tips shared from stage that made us so much more money and saved us so much more time. And like, we literally saw the impact of investing ourselves with this probably $300 conference, you know? But ever since that moment, we were like, wow. Like, I don't know why, like we just didn't ever, we were just like kind of the freebie people. Like, let's see what we can get for free off blogs and YouTube. But there's something about when you pay for information, not only do you get like compressed time, you get like every, like all the good stuff in a short amount of time. But also I do believe there is like, um, you know, I've heard it said like transformation in the transaction. There's something about putting your mouth or putting your money where your mouth is um, because uh, like people don't really like do what they, they don't really um, believe what they believe. They believe what they do, right? And so putting like, like investing in yourself actually is like saying like, I actually believe 
that I am a good investment and that I can like put money into myself and see a return on that investment. And there's some sort of breakthrough in that that really helped us. And that is honestly how we got into Amazon. Like we we paid $5,000 for an Amazon course, which again at the time was a very scary investment. Um, and that's really what gave us that like kickstart in the right direction to say like, okay, let's compress this. We were able to build an Amazon business in one year just based on what we learned in that course. And then we were able to develop our own frameworks and flavor of how we did things because, you know, everyone has their unique voice and their unique spin on things. So, um, yeah, investing in yourself is really one of the best places you can invest. And uh, the majority of people just don't do it. Like, I think the stats on people who read self-help books and things like that, it's like crazy low, you guys. So if you're one of those people who even just reads a business book or even just listening to this podcast, like you're investing time in yourself, like you are good soil worth investing in. Amen. You know what's interesting? There's a lot of people that are really good at doing something, but then they go out and they try to teach other people how to do it and they really struggle. You guys were really great entrepreneurs at building an e-commerce and an Amazon business. And as great as you are and were at that, I think you might even be better at teaching other people how to do it. So how did you make that transition to being running a business and e-commerce and now doing that and teaching thousands of people how to, you know, launch their own e-commerce business? What's that process been like and, and how, yeah. what is the best way to teach people and train people? If you're listening out there and you're really good at doing a certain thing and you're like, oh, if I could just teach other people how to do this, how do you do that? How do you become a great teacher and a great trainer and create a community? Because you guys have built one of the best communities, you know, in the world. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I think right now, um, there's so much opportunity to teach people and to see like if what is in your heart and what you have learned resonates with people because there's definitely a big deal between thinking you have this awesome thing mapped out and then actually delivering it and sometimes that takes a little bit of practice so um, I would say right now like Facebook and Instagram are such great platforms you can literally go live and just say hey I've been doing this for the last like couple of months and I want to start this like you know even free group in the beginning to get your message out there and just see like what sticks I think that's what Steven did in the very beginning when he was learning about Amazon and growing our own business he just started telling people and then through that like got people into a Facebook group and then from there was teaching and training and then after that was like let me build like this course so we can go after and it's of course evolved into a lot of different things now but um, that was the start and I think there's no better time right now there's so many opportunities with um, yeah Instagram and Facebook and lots of other social media platforms to get your message out there and just see like does this resonate are there people who are interested and what I feel like is in my heart to share yeah and that was super key for me that because chelsea actually called it out in me for many years she's like you should you should make a course on videography and wedding stuff and i just wasn't feeling the wedding thing like i didn't think that was my realm to really lean into as far as education goes and i always was like well i'll do it later i'll just make money doing it and then i'll teach when i'm like older you know <laughs> um but with this amazon thing there was a new fire on it i think there's something about the results that it was getting us that really we're like oh man, it'd be so cool to see our friends have this result and my mom to have this result. And like, just like that hunger to like help people with the result um, really drove me, but also removing the, like, I think there's a big thing like the imposter syndrome, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like, yeah. oh, well, maybe I'm not qualified to do this thing. Um, but really like you don't have to be an expert to start. 
I'll yeah. say that. Like, you don't have to be an expert to start. You just have to be a few chapters ahead. And I just would tell people that, like, I'm learning this. So if you want to just get behind me while I'm learning this, like, I'm just going to document it. And so I would honestly do that. If you're doing anything new, just document the journey and give it away for free at the beginning. You'll get people following it. And like I, like Chelsea said, I started a beta group, Facebook group. It was free to join. I was just telling people about it. I was just documenting what I learned. And because it was free, not that many people paid attention, unfortunately, because remember, there's like, you know, the, the transformation, the transaction, but there was one person who paid attention and she's still with us to this day. She's one of our head coaches in our community and she's replaced her full-time nurse's income with Amazon. And like, it's totally changed her entire, probably future generations of her family. Um, and that got me fired up, but I just did it for free got case studies, got results for people. And then once you start seeing the results of like, wow, I can I can create wealth with my words for someone else, that gave me more confidence to go, you know what, I'm gonna package this, I'm gonna sell it as a course, I'm gonna create a service around it, a community around it. And, uh, but yeah, really doing that beta group relieved a lot of the pressure of being the expert. And then now, like I'm still the experimenter, like I definitely am an expert in Amazon now because we've been doing it years and years. You know, I, I'm, I'm just like soaking in it every single day. Um, but I'm also still experimenting with things and, and bringing the community on the journey. Like I'm experimenting with this thing, like check out this thing. And, and you know, it's just fun to like not have to be like the guru at the top of the mountain that you can't surpass my knowledge or greatness. You know, like I want to be the person who's like, Hey, I'll show you how to get up here and then I'm going to push you and make you go higher. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, so that's really our heart with what we do is to see people succeed and go even further than we have. Yeah. And I would just say too, like Steven touched upon this a little bit, but we've, since we've been in this space of educating and teaching, we've met a lot of people along the way in different masterminds who have, you know, a message that's in their heart or just something, a skill that they've learned and they want to teach others. And I've seen so many people just get stuck in the, I don't have it all figured out. I don't know what I would teach. I don't know how many lessons I would do. And what if people want this versus that? And they just get stuck in like, the preparing and thinking like that they have to have it all together. And so that's what I've, like I said, loved about like Facebook groups and Instagram is you can test and see what works and then figure out like those people that have been following you and are interested in that breakthrough that you want to give away, like then you can figure out exactly what they want and hone in. But yeah, it doesn't have to be perfect from the beginning. Like I think starting it, starting it and like taking those baby steps. Like you don't have to have the full like plan and blueprint right in front of you, right when you start. And some people do, and that's great, but a lot of people don't. And you go um, and just go with it. Even for us in Rainmakers, like we listen to our community and when they have pain points as far as like, oh, it'd be really awesome if you um, had this person that would come in or even like seven figures. I think that's how yeah. like we found you guys is we saw this pain board of people wanting to do it, but needing capital and, and all those kinds of things. So you just listen to your audience and listen what they need. And then you can build from there too. Absolutely. So for everybody listening out there who wants to get into e-commerce, wants to look into an Amazon business, I know you guys have these amazing challenges that you do. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how these challenges work, when the next one is, and how the best way is that they can connect with Rainmakers Academy and, and see if this is the right fit for what they need to do. And certainly everyone's looking for opportunities work from home now more than ever. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, so we have a seven day like 
intensive kind of boot camp training. We call it a challenge uh, because it's like going to summer camp. Yeah. <laughs> Chelsea and I worked at a summer yeah. camp growing up. So we love to create this online summer camp experience where people really get to know each other, but they also walk away with life transformation, you know? And so Amazon is one of those things that can feel like a big step of faith, a big risk. And so what we do is we just reduce the risk by offering a really low cost challenge uh, where you get seven days of training with us. We even have seven figures come in and do some training on on how to like use money to your advantage. Um, and it really goes in depth on like the entire process of setting up an Amazon business and how we actually use data to make educated decisions about what products even to sell. So like a lot of people come to this challenge with absolutely no like idea of what they're going to sell on Amazon. That's actually the best place to start. We'll show you exactly how to do it, how to find software to like find products to sell. And even we'll introduce you to like our personal sourcing agent and connections so you can launch this business. So it's seven days, very low cost. And the goal of it really is to figure out, is this a good fit for me or not? Because like you could go spend thousands of dollars on, on, you know, some course or training or whatever, only to realize, wow, this isn't for me. So really the challenge is kind of just that low barrier entry. If you make it through the challenge, you get through all seven days, it is a good fit for you. Like you have the time, you have the mindset, you have the money, you got the roadmap, um, and you can do this thing. But if you get to day three and you're like, this isn't for me, then at least you only spent a few bucks to get in and uh, you can move on to a better opportunity for you. So that's the Rainmaker Challenge. The best place if you guys want to join that is therainmakerchallenge.com. All right, guys, the Rainmaker Challenge, R-A-I-N-M-A-K-E-R challenge.com. And uh, that's the place where you want to go, the Rainmaker Challenge. And so it's seven days. And I want to say it's like this crazy affordable rate, like usually a seven day thing like that. Like that could be thousands and thousands of dollars and you guys make it unbelievably affordable for that seven day and, and you're covering almost every aspect of the business to make sure it's a good fit. Yeah, absolutely. And there's lots of prizes. So <laughs> Oh, there's even some Chelsea, okay. Chelsea there's, is the prize gal. So yeah. every day she's like scheming up what can we give away? And uh, we actually pre-purchased all the prizes for this year's challenge. Um, they're in our closet right over there. And so <laughs> they're tempting. I want to open up some of these things and use them myself. But yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's, a, it's, you know, more than just the information. We really want to connect people. And so it's really a connecting place for, for stay-at-home moms or just young families who just have a dream to create financial freedom. Um, this is the group basically to be in where you get to be around other people. I know me and Chelsea are always like, we got to get around more crazy people like us because yes. not everyone's wired the way us entrepreneurs are wired. Not everyone is a big dreamer. And a lot of people will try and talk you down off, you know, these high hopes. And so if you want to get around a community of people who are encouraging and calling out the gold in you and, um, and, and just saying like, you got this, like, that's really what this Facebook group, this community is all about. You know, I think the way I'd like to wrap this podcast up is just you guys talk a lot about, you know, filling this message in your heart, this belief, this faith in your heart. And I think people feel that authenticity. I think they feel that you really care about their success and and that's what drives you. And I think a lot of people get lost, like uh, like you're saying, Chelsea, in all these different aspects of business. And when you simplify it and kind of come back to the authenticity of just what's the message in your heart and can you help some people and then going out and doing that, like, is, is that the key, do you think? 
Yeah, I mean, in day one of the challenge, I'll spoil it for you guys just a little bit. We we hype it up. Hey, the number one secret to be successful in this business. And people think, oh, it's some software, some hack or some code, cheat code I put in on Amazon. But really, it is the heart. It's taking this not just from your head, but taking it to your heart. And um, that's what gets people through because, um, you know, you know this, Leo, like, entrepreneurship isn't you know just it's not like the trend up all the time right like there's ups and downs there's walls there's mountains you got to conquer and so it's so key that you lean into your heart a little bit and figure out why am i really driven to do this like what is that ultimate mission like is it you know like we have a mom who joined like you know she served in afghanistan and and she had her first baby and then was deployed to afghanistan and she missed like a lot of these first moments she missed like the first step she missed the first birthday and for her that's her why that's why she poured into this challenge that's why she's building a business is like my second child like she has a she has a second um daughter now she's like i get to be home now because i built this thing that pays me so i don't have to go do this thing that that is going to take me away so having that deep why like when she has some amazon glitch that comes up right a lot of people quit when when walls come up but because she has this deep-seated why in her heart she's like i can do this i'm gonna push through it's for my daughter you know and that i think everyone needs to to chew on that a little bit and think about what is this deep why and we actually take you through a process in the first day of the challenge to really help you think through that um, because it's so key like if you're gonna if you're gonna succeed in any entrepreneurial venture you wanna you wanna connect it to your heart and uh, have a have a bigger vision that is beyond you well said guys well it's been an absolute pleasure spending time with Stephen at Chelsea today once again that website you guys is the rainmaker challenge.com make sure you go there and check it out if you have interest if you want to see if e-commerce and amazon are the right fit and as we go into 2021 there's no doubt that's a business that for the next several years is going to continue to trend up and so those are the types of opportunities you're going to want to look to and guys thanks so much for being on yeah thank you so much are you looking for more seven-figure secrets, content, or even how you can launch your own recession-proof business? Then check out sevenfigures.com. That's the digit seven, F-I-G-U-R-E-S.com, where we share more videos, stories, strategies, funding solutions, entrepreneurial education, and even the secret business type that's recession-proof. Thank you for listening, and if you're finding value in our podcast, please give us a five-star and invite others to join the club.